0: Hey guys, if you are enjoying the episodes, if you're enjoying the podcast in general, please take two minutes out of your day to leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. That little star rating there, quick, simple, easy. Why? Because the better it ranks, the more people get to listen and the more people that get to listen, that is a potential life change. And that is the only reason I do this podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. Now on with the episode.
1: Honour yourself and honour honor your soul. So get really clear about exactly who you are, what lights you up, everything that you're about and, and go create a life around that.
0: That was Holly Winter and this is the Running Deep podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you that are listening into this week's episode of the Running Deep podcast with me, your friendly host Kent Mullins. Now, this week's episode I sat down with Holly Winter. Now, Holly is a an empowerment coach, an inspirational speaker, and the creator of Live In Your Light. Now, the backstory behind this episode was actually how I met Holly. Um, It was a couple of months ago. It was for a uh, 24-hour, 400-meter track event um, that her husband was doing, and I was only doing the six-hour. Now, when I set up everything um, next to them because I knew uh, her husband, Connor, um, we, we, we just hit it off. We, you know, in, in, in the first five minutes of sitting down with Holly as I'm preparing myself to, to run six hours around a 400 meter track, we, we just got on a deeper level than you'd expect. You know, you just don't expect to have these conversations so early on with someone. And, and, and that was the beauty of it. Now coming into this episode when I asked Holly I, I had a you know I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about and a few questions and whatnot more of like an agenda and you know there were only very basic questions and, and they, they weren't even things we touched on in this episode and it just goes to show that connection you can have with someone that connection that is just there, it's the same wavelength. And, and for you guys as my audience, you definitely understand that. Now, yeah, we, we, we sat down and, and we had the intent to just have a conversation. Just to sit there and enjoy one another's company, go deep on her life, understand where she was at a very dark place. You know, a, a very, uh, a broken relationship, uh, raising two children by herself and everything that comes in between what she was doing then to what she's doing now. And there is a massive, massive bridge. So I'm going to leave all this for the episode. Just remember that whatever lands, lands, and whatever doesn't, doesn't. You will take what you will from the episode. And, uh, yeah, I hope that something hits home. Enjoy. Ollie, thank you so much for um, taking time out of your day to do this with me.
1: Thank you um, for having me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to to share with you and and to have this experience. And I think it's really um, it's really important to acknowledge that it's a privilege to to do this and um, to inspire people and to be given an opportunity to share what we're passionate about mm. and and hopefully inspire some positive growth in in the people that are listening so thank you so much for having me here
0: that's been the nicest intro (laughs) (laughs) for any of my episodes no thank you and you know we've had the conversation before on how i want to spin this episode but with you i think it's we don't have to i think there's enough to be said and we we can go off the notes and whatnot but i think more of a free-flowing conversation with you will be um will be suffice for this episode um so First of all, I want to start off with um, you and who you are, what you've been through and I think to give a bit of context and backstory into how we, oh, I think just for the audience, um, how we met. So, if you want to take it away and even if you want to give Conor your your husband a shout out and, and mm-hmm. make the connection there and I hope he listens to this as well.
1: Okay, amazing. Um. So I guess we'll start with how we met which was really recently and um, I was at a – or we were at a running event, a 24-hour running event and I was there to support and crew Connor who some of the listeners will know um, on, on Strava <laughs> and um, I guess I, I didn't really know what I, was, what I was in for and one of the best experiences of the day of course – in supporting Connor and his um, his passion and his journey was meeting the running community and um, specifically you. So much, yeah. <laughs> um, you have a beautiful energy and a, and a wonderful presence and we just clicked instantly and mm. and conversations that I normally reserve for um, people in my inner circle. We were just having those conversations and um, being lit up.
0: Like I'm, I'm like I'm talking. Like five <laughs> minutes into meeting one another, and and that's it. you even said you, that was the last place you expected to have that conversation, and it was like as soon as I met you, we would, it was just deep off the bat. It was like okay, she gets it, we get it. Not even five minutes in, we're having like the conversations you have at two a.m. looking up at the stars with your partner, and you know. So yeah, I I'm I'm stoked. That, thank you, and. Yeah, I'm happy with this.
1: So, so amazing. So um, I'm definitely excited to be involved in the running community more mm. when I meet meet like minded people like you. But um, for those of you that aren't familiar with me, my name's Holly Winter and I'm 41 years young. Mm. I grew up in Tasmania mm-hmm. and I live now here on the Gold Coast with my really, really handsome running husband, Connor, mm. and uh, my two children, Poppy, who's 16, and Aiden, who's 11. And the three of them are, are the light of my life. And I am a women's empowerment coach and the creator of Live In Your Light. And I teach people how to live holistically, um, Heart, mind, body, and spirit. So mm. to encompass all of those things to live their best, brightest life, and I try to model that through heart-centered, intentional living and um, optimistic positivity, mm. intentional living to to inspire everyone around me. So, yeah.
0: and I think this is a perfect setup or segue to you know your past and what you've been through because what you do now and who you are now never used to be, never used to be. And if you want to take us back – and again, uh, we we spoke about this. We don't have to touch on the, you know, the the nitty-gritty info and whatnot. But I think it will help paint that picture for the audience. And I think to show them that you can change from your darkest days and and you – unless you know you've got to put in the work of course but i think it paints a a great picture of what you you know you don't have to deal with what you're dealing with at the time being you j- you can grow you can grow with what you've done as well yeah. so yeah if you want to paint that
1: thank you um so i guess though if we it's, it's such an interesting journey and there's so many layers to it mm. as as there is in everyone's self-awareness journey but um now that i'm at the age that i am and i can really look back and connect all the dots so when I was a little girl I um was you know very vibrant really this sunflower energy really happy little girl mm. um I always wanted to be leading so mm. if there was school plays and things like that I always wanted you know the good roles and um debating and school council and, um, class captain and all those, those things. I always wanted to be leading and I always wanted to use my voice. And I think it's really interesting. And I'm so grateful when we do podcasts because all of my school reports said, you know, Holly talks too much. So here we go. (laughs) You know, we make a living out of it, but, um, I was definitely, I've always had that vibrancy and that inner knowing that I was destined to do something really, really special. And I had the capacity that I just wanted to help other people. I just wanted to inspire mm. and empower other people. But on the flip side of that, I also um, grew up in a, in a family dynamic where I would walk on eggshells. Mm. And um, by being a really good little girl, I could control the outcome mm-hmm. um, of certain situations and I could shape shift into being whatever I needed to be in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so with that came a lot of people pleasing um, and a lot of putting my needs at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So making sure that everybody else around me was okay. And I was also a little girl that I've always loved love. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. I just love love. And for as long as I can remember, I've been searching for love, Mm. but outside of myself. Mm-hmm. So I actually had this really funny conversation in um, in the group of women that I coach. And I was saying, oh my goodness, I never actually had like an interview process for boyfriends. It was like, if you liked me, that's amazing. I like you back. Like, I thought that that's how it went. I just thought that love was outside of me. So when you look at a young woman who's... A chronic people pleaser. You
0: know, to, to, for, for the audience, like how from, – from a very young age you knew you loved love, but yep. how, how old are we talking now?
1: Well, we're looking at teenage years yeah, yeah. now where we start to realise that we can have young relationships and, and aware that, you know, people might want to spend time with us and um, make us feel a certain way, like give us that love that we're looking for, that attention, that validation. So that became a pattern. And um, that also led to to wrong choices and and learning from experience. But I guess what ultimately happened was, through living like that and being a people pleaser and a shapeshifter and thinking that love was to be won or earned, I um, I ultimately married the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And I know we had a little conversation about this. I'm so much more mindful now because i've spent so much time healing and on my growth i'm really mindful of how much of that story i share because there was two people in that marriage Mm -hmm. and you've only got one person in the chair Mm -hmm. and in that marriage there's children connected and Mm -hmm. in-laws and brother and sister in laws so it's this really big um big big family and and lots of people involved but for the audiences to understand from where I've been to where I am now, um, I will share that within this marriage, I was very frightened. Um, I became a person that I couldn't work because I couldn't rely on things working out at home while I was at work. I couldn't answer my phone. Mm. Because of um, anxiety. The shape-shifting got bigger, louder. Um, I didn't have a lot of friendships because there was so much shame around what I was experiencing and I didn't want other people to know. And, oh, my health suffered. Um, I basically became a shell of a person and... There was a stage where I went to a local Centrelink office and said, what are my options? How do I remove myself from this situation? Like where, where could I live? What could, Mm. you know, how does that look? And they're like, there's nothing really we can do for you. There's various women's shelters. If you want to, want to pack up your children and, and go there. But that wasn't an option for me. And. I think with some of the things we're going to discuss, this story will be really beautiful for you. Mm. The Because of how I'd been living within this marriage, my self-worth was so low that I didn't know that I was worthy enough to make a change for myself
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: because I'd been made to believe those things and then I wouldn't be capable of doing that. But – there was this tiny spark still inside of me for my children. Mm. And I thought, Holly, you mightn't think that you're worthy of more, but your children are. Mm. And there was this particular day and things had turned really, really pear-shaped and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was in the school car park. It was pick-up time and i was crying and i was watching this vlog i just i didn't know where to go i didn't know who to reach out to i didn't know what to do and i was watching this vlog of um gabby bernstein have you heard of her I haven't. um oh we can put the pop the link in the show notes but she's a spiritual teacher and she was sharing how you ask for your sign from the universe mm-hmm. and i'm watching this vlog and i'm crying. And I didn't know how to tell what my sign was. And her sign is an owl. So I followed her instructions and I said, Dear Universe, please show me an owl if I'm meant to leave this marriage. Mm. And I, you know, was crying. Children got in the car. I drove home that whole way looking for an owl, Mm. right? Anyway, I got home and um, the ironing board was in like the common living area, and I went to move the things off the ironing board to put the school bags on and there was this tiny little girl's singlet with an owl on it and and my children weren't, you know, weren't babies and I was like no, that how does that even happen? And then I moved over and started clearing the, the kitchen counter ready for, to prep dinner and the school year had just gone back so uh, my daughter had come home with her new books and the new homework books and the first book that I moved off the counter was covered in hours
0: synchronicity
1: and I went okay we're gonna do this Mm. so you know basically that was the crumbling of the life that I knew and the life that I had built on what society tells us is important Mm. so I had a really big beautiful home luxury cars Great schools for the kids, yeah. you know. It all looked really good but, um, yeah, what was going on on the, Empty. On the inside wasn't. And I want to also make note that I set that marriage up for failure mm. because I was the one that was pretending to be something, Do you know, mm. to obtain those things that I thought were so important. So with, uh, without a dollar in my pocket, the children and I started again mm. and um, I think this is, this is really where this work really started because I had lots of – I had people telling me that I needed to be on antidepressants and that I needed to um, get lawyers and, and I was being shown a way that didn't align with mm. me. And I was like, I can do this. Like, yes, I'm heartbroken and yes, I'm at the bottom and I have to rebuild. But I can do this with resilience and grit and grace and positivity. This doesn't have to be.
0: But my question for you is where does that come from, that sort of leaning into, you know, you've had this lavish lifestyle, you know, you're not working, you've got the nice things and, and whatnot, and but where? How do I? How do I say it? You weren't always like you know leaning, leaning into the unknown, leaning into that spiritual side of things. Where does that come from? Because I, I think we all, I, I really do think that you know, you know, the guys here, you, me, we've all got that that spark of the what if, what what if. And what I mean by that is the unknown, like the the spiritual. When I say spiritual, I don't mean the woo woo sort of. Well, I guess it all it's all it's all woo woo. Um, but where where does that stem from with you?
1: you well, know? I think like when I look back, it, it's always been there. Like <laughs> it's always been there. I remember. Um, I can remember. I think it was about year eight, and I had to. I was on the student council and I had to deliver this speech to the whole school Um, and, you know, high school's like Mm. terrifying (laughs) Um, and I really vividly remember visualising that experience being a success. Like I was rehearsing the speech and I was visualising being on stage in front of all these students and really like crushing it Mm. Um, and then I really lent into that personal development phase and spirituality uh, around 20, and uh, I actually studied life coaching around that time in my life as well. And I also learnt uh, the power of visualisation, manifestation. It was when the secret was out. You're probably too yeah, young. No,
0: I remember the secret. Do you remember?
1: Yeah. So it was around that stage. So it had really um, – it had always been there, and um, I was always using affirmations and, and things like this. So it had always been there. I think – when we go through adversity, and I do believe all of us do, you know, some people learn through a physical disability. It could be through financial hardship. It could be through grief. Um, But I really do believe we all have those times in our lives. And for me, um, obviously my children have always been my anchor and that they deserve, they deserve the world. And I always knew – I've got that bit of a fight in me when someone tells me that I'm nothing. Mm. I'm going to show you that I'm everything.
0: Mm, that's nice. That's, that, what you, yeah, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and I needed something because I didn't have – there was nobody around me modelling what I needed in that moment, um, which was positivity, empowerment, being uplifted, being inspired. How are you going to make a comeback? Let's go through the steps. Let's find a house. Let's find a job. Let's get you sorted. I had no one um, empowering me. And so I had to really lean into the spirituality. I had to believe in something.
0: Mm. I I think it's the belief side of things that we need to lean
1: into. Yeah. Yeah. I had to believe, well, I've been carried this far. Surely I can get over the line to the next stage.
0: Mm. Just touching on the spirituality uh, side of things, we had that conversation a while back to look for ladybugs, <laughs> and uh, guess what popped up today?
1: Oh, you're joking!
0: And it was um, won't won't touch on it too much, but for the audience today, found out some news that um, a, a well, on the other side of the family, um, commit suicide last night, and you know, for me. I knew the person. I knew the family, ish to a certain extent. Anyway, that's not a part of this podcast. Um, but we spoke about finding that sign, and, and we, you know, you said for me, mine was a lady, lady beetle, ladybug. And as soon as it rocked up, as soon as as soon as it it was in front of me, I went, "Holly, why?" And and out of I haven't seen one since. I haven't seen one since we had the conversation, and it pops up today. And I sat there and I went, you know focus on how how I'm feeling at the time that was my sign and what it was was to help people that that's that that's the feeling I you know because I just sent the message to that to this person in particular who's close to that person and you know it was leaning into that unknown i like it was just synchronicity and I think when you have to believe in it to 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 embody it
1: 100 percent
0: and I saw it and I went you know th- this is my sign to, to continue on and we you know to touch for me it's still a bit woo-woo like you know that the angel numbers I keep seeing the 11s today I think on four different occasions 11 11 or anything following it with the number 11 and it pops up and you know we, we spoke about it and I think it's leaning into that into it because 11 apparently is a master number and it's you know lean into your intuition your gut feeling and follow that and it brings me back to this podcast it brings me back to you know just i'm so early and i'm I'm 26 and that's why you know when we have the conversations like this it's if it's freeing it's it's freeing to be able to express myself like this and you know with the guys here and with you and all the guests that i have on here so yeah I, I think it's a believing sort of thing that you've <laughs> again it's so I've got so many words in my head I just want to articulate it better um yeah i think I think it comes back down to belief, but my question to you now is for the person that wants you know the person that's on the fence that's going i don't <laughs> I've been told a certain set of rules and values by my family. How do you break that mold? How do you, for the member of the audience, how do they break that? How do they, you know, take that step into into looking into the unknown, looking into that spiritual side of
1: things? Well, it's um, it's challenging, right? It's challenging. We're told
0: it's a load of shit.
1: But that that's the thing when we start to um, elevate our consciousness is. It's unlearning and deprogramming everything we've been taught. Mm. And when someone comes to me and they say, oh, Holly, like, you're woo-woo. And I go, that's okay. But take a look at my life. Mm. At 33 years of age, 33, 34, I had nothing and was a shell of a person. Couldn't answer my phone, remember? Mm. Didn't have a job. Didn't have anywhere to live. Had these two beautiful children. I have rebuilt my life. I am happy. Mm. I am healthy. I am in love. I have healthy children. I'm abundant. Um, I work for myself with purpose and passion. I have great people around me, a great community, a great support system. And that has been created or co-created all off the back of this work, mm. so I say the proof's in the pudding, and just start to explore it. Start by getting in tune with your intuition, because every single person listening to this podcast can think of a moment where they did or didn't listen to their gut, heart, soul, and it ended uh, differently for them than they than they wanted. And they go, oh. I should have listened to, my, listened to my intuition. So I guess it's starting there and then it um, becomes this real journey of self-discovery, self-awareness and following the clues. So um, for me, it began really immersing myself in this spiritual space and exploring all different modalities. So at the end of that marriage, obviously I needed to do a lot of work on myself because there's a pattern of this young woman – that's making bad choices just by wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted. Um, so I saw holistic psychologists, spiritual psychologists. I went a little bit left field with that. And then I started working with energy healers to remove traumas and blocks and things like that in my body. I started studying astrology and looking at my birth chart, numerology, looking at my my numerology. And all these um, modalities, all this information, my Dharma – it all pointed me to what i'd already thought when i was a little girl mm. and that that i was destined to help people use my voice and things like that so i think once you get that confirmation each time with the spirituality it just gets stronger your belief gets stronger mm. and you keep going you keep finding the clues
0: it's just yeah like for me i and and same with you growing up um i've i've always Dabbled. That's the word I'm going to use for this. I've always had some, uh, you know, I'd say at about 16, 17, I had a full-blown spiritual awakening and then something happened where I just blocked it out because it, at the time it didn't align with me. And I think now it's starting to align again as we, as I have these conversations and, um, you know, go deeper on myself. But, you know, I've always, as you see, nearly identical to you I've always had the knowing of the unknown, but again, I don't want, it's like a part of me that says, I don't want to believe in that. And I, you know, I'm still in the transition phase of leaning into the, you know, the angel numbers and the numerology and that, but it hasn't stuck yet. And what sticks will stick and what doesn't won't. So at the moment, I I truly believe I'm just not ready for that yet, to take that step just yet. But I know, I know one day I'm going to, be the best person I can be. Um, now, to pivot this and change gears a bit, what I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, a main theme that I see with you, with, with your social media and, and who you are and what you we just spoke about today so far is love. <laughs> now, to you, what is your definition of love? Not, I, I, don't, I don't want the definition, that you know, what you read from, or, or watch from a movie, what's Holly's definition of love?
1: That's such a beautiful question. Um, love is everything, hmm. right? It, it's, it, it's what it's all about, the love we have for ourselves, the love we have for our friends and our family, our partners, our children, our communities. The world, Mother Earth, like love is everything, and I love celebrating love. I love learning about love. I love sharing love, um, and I just love going deeper with it all the time. But it—that's—it's it, all that matters. It's everything.
0: It's mm. beautiful. <laughs> now, when I went, okay, now this is where I wanted to bring this you you had a rough relationship past relationship and now you've found the man of your dreams connor <laughs> so if you want to take us through you know the the process of you know that self-worth you mm-hmm. you didn't have self-worth you you were really down and out on yourself and you start creating this life manifesting love manifesting what you are now mm-hmm. and how does this guy come into your life how does that all work like because I see, when when I saw you guys at that race, I, I I witnessed firsthand, and I guess from the outside looking in, a perfect relationship. I just saw it, yeah. and I saw how you guys interact. I saw how how much respect he had for you, and not in the sense of you know he was trying to be a man's man and going that's my woman. He he I I saw how he looked at you. I saw everything that he did for you because he loved you, and vice versa. Yeah you coming and showing your support for him to do this 24 hour race and you know that was beautiful in itself so how did you how do you tra- what's the arc from you know that again it, it all ties in with the self self-worth love um you, you come from a, a not so good relationship and then you find this gem where's that arc like what what's going through your mind when you you finally find this
1: So amazing. Um, and what I love about sharing this story is it gives hope to so many people that might be staying in relationships because they think that that's the way it is and that's their only option, or they might think that they're past their time and and there is no time. There's, you know, when it, when it's meant for you, when you know what you're looking for and when you believe you're truly deserving of that, it will happen. But, um, thank you for the beautiful things you said. And Connor and I are both really, really proud of, of the love that we have for each other and our relationship. And I'd like to start by saying that he is unequivocally the best human being that I know. Mm. So I feel, I feel grateful. And I actually, um,
0: I hit it off with him straight away. Like (laughs) we, that was the first time we met at that race. And again, it was like us. I just, We've always bantered on you know, social media and whatnot. And I finally met him and we, w- we were still on that level yeah. and we never dropped. And there's always going to be that there, which is, I find awesome with that.
1: He's so authentic. He's so authentic. He's amazing. Um, but how we met is just the most beautiful story. So I had been on my own um, recovering from the marriage for almost two years. And my focus was, A, the children, uh, B, rebuilding our lives, um, how that looked on every level, um working on my career because I had to be earning an income while I was still building live in your light at this stage um and re- like rebuilding me right that's a that w- that's a big process to to pull that all apart and 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 to rebuild it and there was it was exciting though too because when you are going through those transitions you do get to rebuild your life exactly how you want it to look you get to get really clear Mm. on, okay, this is what we're going to do going forward. So um, I was a really busy solo mum and we lived, uh, when we first were on our own, I rented an apartment and my plan was to stay in this apartment until I could afford my own home. Anyway, under the strangest of circumstances and the universe, of course, there was an explosion in the basement of the apartment block where I lived and the building was deemed unsafe, and we had 12 hours to move out, <laughs> as you do. Mm. Um, and it's not always easy as a, a solo mom to to secure a rental property. So the real estate helped me out, and there was some new townhouses that had just been built down the road. I was not thrilled about moving into this new location, but I didn't have an option. So we moved in, and it was um, an automatic garage, so every day I'd, I'd knock off work, bring the children home, we'd drive through the automatic garage, garage down. Didn't see anybody. So I had neighbors. It was a uh, driveway through the middle, so there was neighbors' townhouses down either side. Didn't see anybody. Anyway, this one night, I had just had a shower after work, so you know, cleansed the makeup off, wet hair. Wearing my comfiest Mm (laughs) pyjamas, the ugliest ones, that's Mm -hmm. what I mean. And I'm lying on my couch watching Suits. Yes, I'm a big Meghan Markle fan. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching Suits and this mouse runs from under my TV cabinet and launches itself onto the couch next to me and buries itself under the cushions. So I start crying Mm. hysterically couple of screams. I did not even know I was afraid of mice. Mm. Poppy comes running down the stairs to see what all the commotion is. So we ring my mum and she was absolutely no help at all. Tried to tell me that the mouse would be long gone and mm. wouldn't come and help me. And I just remember being furious that she wouldn't come help. So I said to Poppy, who's 11, so shy, Poppy, 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 just go get someone. Go get anyone. Oh, I do kidding. not care. Okay. I do not care. Just go get someone. So the poor kid, like the last thing she wants to do is go door knock neighbors. You know, she's shy. So off she goes. I keep my eye on the couch because I don't want this mouse running around my house. Five minutes later, she comes back with, Connor. with this <laughs> dark haired, six foot guy who takes off his shoes at the front door, walks on in. And Kent, I kid you not, this was my thought process just took off his shoes that's really polite oh wow he's really good looking I can't believe I don't have a bra on I can't understand anything he just said (laughs) it's his English and um and then my soul honestly went oh you're here oh and uh I you know as a solo mum I didn't have a lot of mouse catching apparatus so he chased the mouse around the house with a uh, a colander Like a lettuce mm. colander And uh, he didn't catch it But He was there Yeah The rest is history So I Like Connor just dies But I love telling the story Yeah oh, <laughs> that, oh, I didn't know
0: that. I had it's no good, idea right? I thought it was just like a, I met him at the bar yeah. yeah Yeah That's Oh Connor's yeah. probably going to listen to this And go <laughs> She's told the mouse story again
1: um, But I love it And then Off the back of that there was still a lot of uh, self worth. Healing. Healing to go through.
0: Now, this is something, yeah, again, to shift it uh, towards that healing. We see on social media about healing, and you see these people making the, the reels and whatnot. And what I try to tell, you know, I get a few messages, and how did I overcome depression? Or how do I overcome my mental health issues? And I tell them. Yeah, <sighs> I haven't yet, you know. It it is healing is continuous and forever, and you've always got to keep your sword sharp. And it, yeah, again, it brings me back to that theme of social media. And um, when you're in the healing process, when you're there, it fucking sucks. Like we romanticize about it, and we, you you read the book, and you go, oh. They got through that, you know, piece easy. It was a very linear path, and to paint the, you know, to get that perspective from you, that it was up and down, up and down. You're a single mom, two kids. So when it comes to healing, and for the audience, what or how? I guess, I guess, healing is is you know subjective to the person. Whatever works for them works for them. But as as hard as it is, what what are your to, to to help the audience? What is your way, or what is something you want to say to help that healing process when it comes from any trauma, anything that's happened that someone's gone through?
1: It's it's exactly like you said, and it, it's never ending. There's always another layer, and um, you know, I present now as someone that's really confident and uh, self assured, I guess, and it maybe all looks beautiful and, and all these things. But I recently shared um, where we live, we have a a guy that comes around and mows everyone's lawns and Connor mows our lawns for us. Um, But the gentleman needs access through our backyard to get to the neighbor's house. And um, he shows up unannounced. And Where we live, if you want to come visit us, you have to buzz and we let you in and I know you're coming and you knock at the front door. And this one day the um, guy came to to mow the lawns and I didn't know he was coming so I just heard a man and then someone going down the side of my house and I literally ran and hid in my stairwell Mm. like without realising. This is probably six months ago and I went, oh, we still got a big problem here. Mm. So it doesn't – You, the work is always there. You get much better at identifying when you need to dig a little bit deeper, when you need to practice more self-care. And um, when you're triggered, obviously, that is a clue that you need to still do some work there. But for me, it's it's all-encompassing. It's looking at mind, body and spirit, heart. So, you know, when we're physically unwell – like if you um, – what was your injury? Your knee?
0: I'll tell you what. So I've had this conversation. I've been out of alignment and that is why these things have happened. The sickness, the universe said you need to slow down mm. and get the fuck in line with your values and who you are. So here's an injury. Here's a horrible like, – like the flu I had recently was to build – I was in bed for – seven days so out of the seven i was in bed for four didn't move didn't do anything so luckily i have a beautiful partner that took care of me the the injury is the one that that was crippling me mm-hmm. so i've got an itb issue can't I just can't run so I've, I've i've been doing the work but we had this conversation just before the episode when it comes to healing it's like a um it's a metaphor for my, for how my life is. I need I need to heal, and I, since the DNF from my, that hundred miler, I've been so out of touch with myself. I've just been so focused on the running. I've, I haven't kept my sword sharp. I've just let life walk all over me. What does it do? Whoever's up there, <laughs> my guardian angel goes. You need you need to get come back down. Here's an injury. You need to sit with yourself because. Running ended up turning into running away from my stuff, everything. Mm. I was running away from everything. So here's an injury. You have to deal with that now.
1: And so, you know, the beauty of that is when when it presents in our body, Mm. it's very easy for us to feel it, identify it. Other people can see it. You know, oh, you're injured. Okay. And so you're going to tend to that, right? Mm. You know, you've got the flu. You're going to see the doctor or take some paracetamol, rest. So it's also this healing journey is about taking the time every day to check in with yourself first and check like your body, but your heart, your mind, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. And you have to keep showing up for those things. So yes, see a doctor for your knee. See a psychologist for your mental health um see some energy healers for your soul work or or personal development spaces like we've got to be ticking all the boxes because it's 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 all encompassing we've got to do the work in every area of our life or we can see where we fall short
0: mm. uh, yeah and then that's exactly it but this is another thing that comes up who the fuck wants to do the work because that's <laughs> it's a, it's a lot it it really is a lot and you know 2022 everyone's busy doing nothing everyone's busy as such, and you know, who has the time to do that? And it's like, with how things are going, we haven't caught a bloody break.
1: I know, you know? I know. It's been a lot. Um, I'll tell you something really funny. So, like, if you were to call me at 7 o'clock at night, well, A, I won't answer my phone, but if you message me, if you Instagram me at 7 o'clock at night, I will be watching something on Netflix. At the moment, it's Stranger Things, which is a huge accomplishment because it sends my nervous system into overdrive. Um. And Connor will always say, oh, I want to watch something motivational or, you know, let's watch something spiritual. But because I've been doing the work mm. all day, I just want to tap out for a little while. So I get that it is hard. But once you've started the journey, the, there's no looking back. Mm. And the alternative is not attractive at all. You want to keep, keep doing the work, keep bettering yourself, keep becoming more aware of... Uh, the great things about you and the, and the shadow things about you that you need to heal and, and integrate.
0: Now, again, with your line of work, now you said, you know, to de-stress stranger things. (laughs) My question for you now is, do you ever get those vulnerability hangovers? You know, like you've just worked with a client and, and they've just dumped their life story on you and it's heavy. Mm. How do you personally get through that?
1: So this whole journey has taught me that I need to be good with myself first and foremost always. Um, And that's knowing who I am, knowing what my values are, living in alignment with those values. And I can only hold you. Mm, or my mm. clients, or the community, at the capacity that I can hold myself. So, I've created this um, practice ritual that I do every single day um, that supports me, so that I can stand tall and strong. Um, and it's it, it's a it's a strong aura. So there's no leaks in my aura. So these things can't. Although I'm so empathetic, and I will go out of my way to help anybody that you know, that's the job. That's what I want to be doing. I don't take it on anymore, mm. um, and I'm very wary of the moments that I do start to, and I have to pull back and go and then work on my strength, resilience, how I hold myself, um, and it, it's an awareness. Mm. You know.
0: Yeah, I. I- when I first started the podcast, I I really I, I didn't know how to pull away. I was, you could say, um, an empath as such or whatever you want to call it, very empathic. And I, for me to to interview someone and talk to someone, I have to physically be in their shoes to to, to understand where they're where they're at, where they've come from. Um, a perfect example for this, you know, I had a girl uh, Danielle Brits come on, talked about you know. She lost both her parents uh, in a very short amount of time. And the healing process and you know suicidal tendencies, and for me to understand that story, I went back to my story and then I went over to hers and I was there with her on the you know going to the roof on the verge of suicide. And I, I finished the episode and it was great, uh, amazing to f- do that with a friend. But then afterwards, I still I felt so heavy. I felt I I didn't let go of that. I was still there, and I. It's taken time, and it's taken you know actual therapy to to get through that because I had no idea how to disconnect or disassociate. I don't want to say disassociate, but disconnect from what we did because it was it was very it was heavy. It was a very heavy conversation, and yet to be there. And I think over time, I've I've started to learn how to, um, yeah, you know, disassociate from those, from being so connected to that story.
1: Yeah. Uh, And it comes with, um, with holding beautiful heart space for people like, like that's a given. Um, and it's finding what works for you to a protect yourself, ground yourself, um, recharge and, and, and recenter yourself. So, for me, at the end of the day, it's always a shower with lavender essential oil. So that's a really good one to, to clean up your energy and reset. Um, you know, we've talked about before nature, like nature just has to be a part of your self-care practices because that's the quickest way to, to bring you back. Um, and also just knowing it. So there was a stage last year where I was doing lots of events mm-hmm. and it was these group settings where we would be holding space and talking about all these kind of things and learning about spirituality and, and things they can do. And um, I love doing that. But it, it was, you know, holding a lot of energy for a lot of different people and, and their experiences. And the next day I would always be wiped out, like completely mm, wiped yeah. out. And Connor would go, okay, so we'd, we'd pop in the calendar that we don't do anything that day, like you're you're not great. And I had to kind of learn, A, how to manage it and hold it, and B, how to recharge quickly? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I bring myself quickly? So, you know, it's a beautiful thing that mm. that you empathise and you and you hold that for people. But yeah, being able to look after yourself.
0: And and you know, during you know the past, I, I, I was going to make a video about it um, tomorrow. I can say it now. You know, past three months for me personally have been. I can say it, it's been it's been horrible. I've been in a fucking hole. I really really have. You know, if I was in this hole two three years ago completely different story you know i wouldn't know how to deal with it but because of the work i'm doing you know i i i I can have the stoic you know ideology with my knee and go you know just get on with it and you know stoicism and be a man and you know do something else david (laughs) goggins-esque sort of thing but that's not me and that's not what it should be I and you know the injury as such has been the crux of my whole, like, it really has put me in this place where I don't want to do the work. I have, but I have to be present with myself. And you know, the injury, I can't go out in nature. Well, I c- again, I can go out in nature, but I want to run. I want to be free. I want to trail run, yeah. but since I haven't been able to do that, it's just put me in my place. It's really put me in my place, and. As much as I, you know, i got to practice what I preach, but sometimes I just don't want to. Mm. I don't want to have that stoic, you know, energy about it. I just, sometimes I just want to be a, an emotional mess and and be a little baby and go, I don't want to do this, you know.
1: And, you know, that's okay. And there's a place for that too to sit in our emotions so that we don't bypass all of them. Like Feel to heal. Yeah, you've got to, you know, there is time. I, I know from personal experience that many many years ago if if i was triggered and something would happen and i could be down and out for days like this this mood for days um whereas now i can recognize okay that's triggered you you don't feel great have your little sulk now let's get your tools out and and work through it and i guess in in the situation when there's an injury and you can't run in nature which would normally be your your go-to it's looking at all the other things that you can do that you know bring you back.
0: And Who made the rule that you're not allowed to have a little cry? <laughs> that, you know, I I, no, I was sorry. kicking myself and I'm going, I'm um, I'm you know I'm I'm being quotation being a little bitch. I'm like no, I'm fucking allowed to be a little bitch. I'm allowed to feel this emotion. I'm allowed to be sad. Who said you know? Again, brings it back to social media. Got you know David Goggins, you Cameron Haynes. You know, be a man. Get up at 4:30. It's like, no, I don't want to. I want to be, I want to cry and I want to be warm in bed and, and be a little bitch and that's okay. So, but there's all these rules and stuff and I get caught up, you know, and uh, again, it's that practice what you preach, yeah. but you know, it is what it is. I'm me.
1: And it's also too, like, there's something that I'm teaching uh, the group that I'm working with at the moment and that, you know, people might look to me for guidance or inspiration or, or tips and tools and techniques and. And I can only share what has worked for me, and what I believe in. But we are all our own best healers, right? So if Hard. if yeah, Hard. so you know, if if your body is saying you need a lion today, and and a little cry, and a hot water bottle, like that's okay. And maybe tomorrow your body will tell you, right? Get out. I want to get out and move. So um, be really discerning where you source your inspiration from yeah. and make sure it, it aligns with you and and, and that's why I've going taken through.
0: a massive step back from it. I really you know, when I catch myself doing the mindless scroll, mm. that's when I know. Go see the kids or mm. just do something other than that.
1: Yeah, create, uh, yeah. don't consume. Um how are we going for time?
0: Yeah, cool. Um so to to land this, to bring it back down to I feel good i I just like when we have the like I love having these conversations because you know I love doing these episodes because it's in a way it's selfish it's it's for me as yeah. well to be able to talk like this and and let it all out like it's it, it's good, I love it
1: we could literally talk all day I could yeah, we could talk all day, and I just really hope that um you know the people that tune in what's meant for them will land, and it might be. One sentence, it might be one thing that we've touched on that really unlocks something in someone. So for that, I'm really grateful, but I hope that we've been able to, <laughs> to bring it to, to really what it needs to be. But I guess my message is really just to live in your light, like to live a purposeful, positive, joyous, abundant, magical, love field experience and and that's possible
0: it definitely it, it is and, and you and you're living you are like literally living proof of it and you know i i can't wait to introduce you to my partner yeah she, you know when, when i'm with my partner all day it's like oh get fuck kent <laughs> but i think it's you know i want to introduce you to and this is a perfect perfect platform to do that because of who you are and what you're doing now yeah to, again beautiful message now, to the person who is going through, you know, a hard relationship, or, 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 or in that, you know, rut, that life rut, you know, to the single mum, to the single dad, to the teenager that wants to, you know, break free of what society has said that you're supposed to be. What is your message to them? What is that something that tangible, something that they can go, okay. To
1: Honour yourself and honour, honour your soul. So get really clear about exactly who you are, um, what lights you up, everything that you're about and and go create a life around that. Yeah. That's
0: nice. Yeah. That's really nice and the tone and, <laughs> and I think that's perfect. I think that's a really perfect way to round this hour out. Thank you. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. It is a bit of a drive, I know. It's a joy. Um but also for these guys to be a part of it, for you know, to be just to be a part of all of this. I'm I'm just I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to to talk with people like yourself and to hold space Mm. like this um, you know. again this is a massive change for me for who I used to be You know, I used to find these sort of conversations at the end of a bottle at 2 o'clock in the morning mm. um, and now I'm doing it on a Friday 2pm with such an amazing lady like yourself so yeah thank you so much I'm, you. I'm just so grateful
1: thank you honestly thank you so much the pleasure's mine it's a joy peace Thank you.